worship you tonight. We thank you for the privilege to be called the children of the Most High. We thank you for your goodness that we experience every day. We thank you, O oh God, for your graciousness towards us. We thank you that you're inclined always in kindness towards us. Our Father, we lift our voice, O oh God, to you. When we think about your goodness towards us, when we think about all that you have done for us, when we think about where we are located in you, my God, all we want to do is lift up our voice in adoration. To say thank you, oh God. You are, oh God, the one that is the center of our focus. You are the one, almighty God, that is the love of our life. Not that we loved you, but that you loved us first. Lord, you taught us to love. Father, we find a definition of our life in you. Father, for the sum total of our life is all because of your love towards us. Father, we want to bless your name tonight, O oh God. No wonder David will say, if I had a thousand tongues, it's not enough to praise you. We can stand here all day and all night. And what, O oh God, cannot be short in us praising you and adoring you and thanking you. Thank you, O oh God, for your goodness, O oh God, even in the times that we didn't know it. Thank you, my God, for every minute of every second of every day. For you are the one that sustains our life. Your word declares that you hold everything by the power of your word. Father, thank you. Your word is our sustenance. Thank you. Your word is our dependence. Lord, thank you because, Lord, you are our go-to all the time. Your word declares, oh God, that you are a strong tower. The righteous run into you and they are safe. Father, thank you. We find our security in you. We find our safety in you. We find all that we desire in you, oh God. Father, for everything around, oh God, they have grown strangely dim, almighty God. Father, Lord, at the thought, oh God, at the revelation of Jesus in our life. Father, thank you, my God, that everything it becomes, oh God, lame, oh God, in the sight of who you are in us, oh God. Thank you, my God, for indeed, oh God, you are the one that is living in us, but to will and to do of your good pleasure. Thank you, my God, for you are God Almighty. The glory and the lifter up of our head. In you we find our footing, for in you we live and move and have our being. Thank you, my God. Thank you for all that you continue to do. Thank you for our families. Thank you for our friends. Thank you, God, for health. Thank you for joy. Thank you for peace. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for everything, oh God. We are so grateful to you, Father. We bless you tonight. We honor you, oh God. We magnify you. There is none like you, O oh God. There is none we can compare you with. Blessed be your name, O oh God. Blessed be your name, O oh God. The one that spoke from the beginning and you never changed your mind. The one that spoke us into being and you have not changed your mind. Thank you, my God. That Lord, your love towards us is constant. 
thank you, my God, for there is nothing we can do or don't do that will change the way you love us. You love us just because. You love us because that is who you are. Blessed be your name, O oh God. We give you glory. We give you honor, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Before you sit down, just say hi to someone and just bless them. Thank God for them. Thank God for how he's been good to them. Amen. Hallelujah. Tonight, I just have a very short exhortation, and then we're just going to pray, and we're going to be on our way. Um, and I'm just going to take it from Sunday, um, from when Pastor Stephen Adewale ministered. Um, the crux of his message was just for me two, two things. One is holding on to the prophecy that has been given to us. And the second part of it is praying in regards to the prophecy that has been given to us. And so I'm going to just take off from there tonight. Um, just very short exhortation. And then we're just going to pray. Um, in Acts 27, I think what preceded Acts 27 is Acts 26, which was where Paul was brought before Agrippa and all of them. And he just gave a complete story of how he got saved and how he got to where he was. And it was that particular rendition of his experience with God that got him further into trouble. And yet, and that was how they transferred him to, okay, you know what, we're getting you on a boat, we're transferring you over. And um, of course, that's when the journey began. And while during this journey, he said to them, I think we should go this way. But they defied him um, in that they preferred somebody else's experience rather than him. And of course, we, um, Dr. Stephen Adewale went through a few verses there where he, Paul, um, more or less they didn't have hope. Everything was completely just gone for them. Um, he said it got to a place that all hope had been taken away from them and everything but if you now look at that please if you just open with me to Acts 27 let's just quickly read sorry okay um, Acts 27 It's just, um, let's look at it from verse, um, okay, let's get from verse 13. It says, and when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, losing thence, they sailed close by Crete. But not long after that, there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Euroclidon. And when the ship was caught and could not bear off in the wind, we let her drive. You know, one of the things that struck me is how he gave a complete detail of what happened to them on the way. Um, it was like he didn't, didn't forget to dot any high or cross any T's. He gave a complete detail. Uh, this is what happened. 
This is how we run into this. When I said this to them, it was this decision they make, and this is what eventually happened. And that kind of baffled me. And one of the things that came to me while I meditated on this was that in every one of our walk with God, and the things that God is doing in our life, that every second of every minute, it matters the most. Because within those seconds of every minute, somebody's life can be affected. Even my own story can change. That was why if you look at, I mean, sometimes I wonder when you read scripture and you say this begat this and begat this. And I used to think, why in the world would they put all of that? I mean, I mean, it's okay. Just tell me to the end of the story. In the line of, Jesus was the lineage of David. And, you know, he was given birth by Mary. Let's forget it and go straight to the point. But for God, memory makes a world of difference. Which is why if you look at the Old Testament, while they were building the ark, it would tell them, keep the tablet, keep the manna, keep these. So that when your children ask you, you can say to them. And which is why we have the scriptures. It is the story of each person's life. And I believe without a shadow of a doubt that we all have a story to tell. And inside of our story is the walk, walkings of God that makes all the difference in our lives. Amen? And so let's continue. It says, and when the sheep, verse 15, and when the sheep was caught and could not bear up in the wind, we let her drive. And running under a certain island, which is called Clouda, we had much work to come by the booth, which when they are taken up, they used helps under guarding the sheep and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksand, strike sail, and so we were driven. And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the sheep. And the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the sheep. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, no small tempest lay on us. All hope that we should be saved was then taken away. What Paul was saying is, can be the story of any one of us. This is the story of my life. Just when I thought I had it, something happened. Just when I thought it's this education that would make it, something happened. Just when I thought it's this promotion that would do it, something happened. There seems to be a curve that keeps coming. That's what Paul was saying. And in it all, in it all, it seems as if there is no hope at all. But the truth is, out of all of these people that were here, one person's life made a difference in it all. And that's when we look at verse 21. He said, but after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the sheep. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar. 
And lo, God had given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Now, if one did not read the story from Acts 26, you can easily isolate this story and just think Paul came from nowhere. I can imagine, I mean, for Paul, there are two things that drove him. But before we get there, imagine from Acts 16, uh, from 26, where he stood before Agrippa and was convinced of the things that he was explaining to him. But I was sure also it was this that made him sure while they were in this boat that there was nothing that would happen to him. That the word of God now came to him in assurance of the conviction that he, Paul, already had. Because it's another thing for us to get a prophecy. It's another thing for that prophecy to come to pass. I was, I was in a naming ceremony on Friday, and one thing the lady said, I mean, for me, I just kind of enjoy conversations, and those are things that are trigger points for me when I begin to study. One thing she said, uh, I could relate it now to what Paul said. She said, God told her that she was going to see her children's children's children. So she deduced from there that she was going to live a long life. I imagine the only thing she underlined there was, I know I'm going to live a long life. In other words, what this prophecy means is I'm not going to die young. So the conviction for her was irrespective of the arrows or the darts that the enemy may throw. One thing becomes very clear. I am going to get to the end of this thing. I may not know the journey getting there, but something is very sure within me that the end of the story, I already know it. The end of the matter, I already know it. It is settled. And therefore, for us as believers, as long as Christ is still seated on the throne, irrespective of anything that we may face, one thing becomes clear. Christ is the end of the story. And as long as Christ is the end of the story, my life can never be tossed to and fro to where it will end. In other words, my life is not set for destruction. Nothing can destroy my life. No, I may see a setback here and there, but through all the setback, there arise a different story. There arise a, the dawn of a new beginning. The dawn of a new beginning may not be a time I can articulate with my mouth, but I'm convinced without a shadow of a doubt that there is the dawn of a new beginning. There is nothing that anybody can say or do that can convince me beyond a reasonable doubt of the conviction I know of the message that was given to me in Christ. That is why it is important that we all have our message. It is the message that drives us. It is the message that causes us to run. It is the message that causes us to stand. Because without the message that Paul had, without the understanding of that message, Paul would not have made it. He would have been like every other person. Because the Bible says here they were tossed with a tempest that was beyond their own strength to carry. And so in spite of all of that, it is like Micah said. He said, do not rejoice over me, my enemy. Though I fall, I shall arise. And this, that's a scripture that you can hold on to. Because in spite of it all, if the enemy could not destroy Jesus, the enemy cannot destroy you. Because the Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I may go out every day. It may not look 
look like I'm accomplishing anything. But in the spirit, I already know I am accomplishing anything, everything. Because when the combustion of everything in my life comes together, the story that comes out of it is that Jesus is glorified in my life. That I am convinced of. That I get up every day to know. That listen, the story of my life can never be erased by anybody. It is God that writes it and it is God himself that keeps the story of my life. This was the conviction that Paul had. Which was why he would say, there stood before me an angel of God that said, Paul, do not fear. Not only will your own life will not be lost, the life of those around you will be preserved. For us as believers, that is the message we have for the world. We are the solution to some problem. When men see us, their hope is lifted up again. So that when men see us, we become an encouragement. Before you even open your mouth, they look at you and they see you as a source of encouragement. This is the story of Paul. The two things that stood out for me as Paul wrote this story were two things that stood out. Number one, confidence. Number two, full persuasion. That was what drove Paul. Paul was persuaded beyond a doubt who owns his life. That is why he said, the angel of the Lord, he meant the Lord, whose I am and who I serve, said to me, there shall be no loss. And you and I can hold on to the word of God because it can never be shaken. What is the prophecy? What is the message that God has given you? This is the message that God gave to Paul. He said to him, you are going to be witness for me before Gentiles. In fact, God told him you are going to suffer persecution. So as far as Paul was concerned, if it has been written like that, none can stop it. That was why when even when Agabus was trying to prophesy to him, that this man that, has, that, I'm, that I'm holding the edge of his garment here, this is what will happen to him. Paul was going to go, yeah, so it's not new. It's a message that has been given to me. Because combined with every message that we have, there comes a trial for that message. Jesus had a message and the enemy tried the message. You and I have a message and the enemy will try that message. But the one thing that remains resolute in our life is that if Jesus succeeded, we have succeeded already. Because the Bible says we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. In other words, there is nothing that can separate us. There is nothing that can destroy our life. If God does not destroy my life. The enemy cannot destroy my life. It is not possible. It is not possible for him to afflict me if God did not allow for it. And so this is my conviction. This is the conviction that Paul had. His persuasion of the message that God gave him. The confidence that the God that gave him that message is able to fulfill all things. No wonder he will come in Hebrew and said, do not cast away your confidence that has a great recompense of reward. And how does persuasion and confidence come about? It comes about by us looking unto Jesus. And for us looking unto Jesus, we also have to have the mind of Christ. The one thing that have helped me on a daily basis is me conscious of the thoughts that go through my mind on a daily basis. 
It's, listen, if there's anything you're going to take out of here tonight, two things. One, your confidence and persuasion. They're only going to come by a change of mind. And the change of mind begins by arresting the things that you think about on a daily basis. Somebody said, the things that you think about eventually become your habits. And it is so simple, yet it is the most powerful thing that can begin the change in the life of the believer. I've seen it. I become so conscious of my thoughts like every second of every minute. If my thought veers off just a little, I bring it back again. If it veers off a little, I bring it back again. And I notice that the constant exercise of that, rather than for sometimes three hours in a row, I have these thoughts that are negative, it's reduced now to maybe 30 minutes. You get what I'm saying? And from 30 minutes, it, I know it will reduce to 15 minutes. The same 15 minutes will become one minute. The same one minute, it becomes a continuous consciousness of the Christ life that is in me that makes the world of difference in my life. Because that is what eventually allows the conviction and the persuasion that I have to have its place in my life. Because it's another thing to be persuaded. It's another thing to step out from the midst of the brethren and that persuasion continues. Because many times in the things of life, it gets lost in between. In between, maybe somebody said something negative or somebody said something that is completely out of whack or, or just seen something. It just begins to affect us. And those little things are what we go to bed with and by the time we wake up, we feel like we have not had a productive day. But someone like Paul, that's why someone like Paul will say, put on and put off. In other words, he didn't say pray to put on. He said put on, put off, put on, put off. In other words, there is the will of man to be able to do something about their thought, to be able to do something about the next moment and the next moment and the next moment and the next moment. And it all begins with a full persuasion of the things that God has said to us. That's why I love Elizabeth's, Elizabeth's phrase when she said, Blessed is she that believes, for there shall be a performance of the things that were said to her of the Lord. That I know without a shadow of a doubt. God is not a man that he would lie. Neither the son of man that he would repent. Has he said it, will he not do it? Has he promised it, will he not make it good? If God would give us Christ, there is nothing else that can be withheld from us. So that at the end of the day, our life becomes a solution to somebody. Because if you look at Paul, at the end of the day, his life became a solution to the problem in that boat. To the extent that even the soldier would make sure he was not killed. Even when they thought they were going to kill all the prisoners, he was preserved. He deliberately made sure his life was preserved because it became a solution to something. When their life was going haywire, he was the one that said to them and gave them the word, that gave them hope again for the next day. 
That is the entire story of our life. That somebody else can find hope in us. As long as we find hope in Christ. And as long as we find hope in Christ, then we can give hope to others. That's why Paul would say to Timothy, follow me as I follow Christ. You know, that was the hope you see me believing. I want you to hold on to that same hope. The hope that you see me run after, I want you to hold on to that same hope. So that this world can be changed. Our, our community can be changed. Everyone around us can be affected. That our life may have a different story at the end of the day. That is the sum total of what I believe the message was for. And as we take time to pray every time concerning this, we'll see them begin to come to pass. And one of the things that can help in terms of our mind that I found out is prayer. Prayer, you can't take away. I told Pastor Bank, we need a time to begin to teach down prayer as regards to the finished work of Christ. What does it really mean to pray under the finished work of Christ? But suffice to say this, take time to pray always. And when I mean pray always, try and pray in the spirit, always. The Bible says, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh mysteries in the spirit. How be it no man understands what he's saying. But then in the spirit, you're making something. Take time. The times that you think I am, the times that I think that I'm idle, I just pray in the spirit. The times that I don't think I'm idle, I pray in the spirit. And as those things, and as that happens, it begins to affect my thoughts as well. Those are things, I, how I arrest my thoughts. My thoughts go awire, I bust out into the spirit, and I just begin to pray. And I arrest those thoughts immediately by replacing it with thoughts of good things that has happened to me, of the goodness of God that I've experienced in my life. I think for me, that is Christianity 101. And once I can get hold of that, it makes all the world of difference in my life. And so here's my encouragement to you tonight. That no matter what it is that God has given you, I'm assured as I am of the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. You will not go to your grave without experiencing it all. The Bible said of Abraham, he lived a full life and was satisfied. Every one of us will live a full life and will be satisfied to the glory of God. It does not matter when or how but it's going, to matter. it's going to happen. Irrespective of it, it is going to happen. I don't doubt that one minute. Not for one second have I, do I doubt it. And for every one of us as a community, we will experience the goodness of God in this land. Our stories are going to change. Our history will be written very well. We are the epistles that are written and read by of all men. And so our life will show forth that glory to the glory of his name. If you please stand to your feet and let us just pray. And so, it's a very short prayer tonight. I just want us to just pray for ourselves tonight. That God grant me the grace to walk in the conviction of your message for me. Grant me the grace to walk in the full persuasion of that which you have given to me. That so that irrespective of what may come before me, I will stand and I will stand and I will stand and I will stand. That's why Paul will say, having done all to stand. In other words, there's a whole lot of stuff. He said, having done all to stand. You're going to hear another message about how you're going to stand. But this is one of them. Having done all to stand. Stand. And so we're going to pray, God, grant me the grace. That Lord, this conviction, O oh God, of the message that you're giving me will have preeminence irrespective of anything that I may face. Lord, that no matter how daunting the news, 
that I will recognize, oh God, you that have promised it will bring it to pass. Your word declare, blessed is she that believe, for there shall be a performance of the things that was said to her of the Lord. Father, because we believe, we know we will see a performance of it. Father, because we believe, Father, in this stage of life, we will see your goodness, oh God. Your message will be alive in us. Your message will come a reality in our life. Irrespective of what today looks like, we are, we are convinced of the future. We are convinced, almighty God, that after all has been said and done, Father, that, oh God, which you have spoken will come to pass in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we set our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, that Jesus endured the cross for us, that we may be persuaded of the love of the Father. And being persuaded of the love of the Father, we become convinced, oh God, that nothing can separate us from that love. For your word declare, he that did not spare his own son and freely gave him to us all. How can he not with him freely give us all things? And so Father, this is the scripture that we hold on to. Knowing fully well, almighty God, irrespective of what is written right now, you are the one that has the ultimate end story of our life. And so we know the end of the matter. For you said the end of a thing is greater than the beginning. My God, it does not matter where we are in the stage of life. We are convinced of what the end of it all will be. We shall be like Abraham. For you said, oh God almighty, we have the same faith of Abraham and it was said of Abraham. He lived a fulfilled and satisfying life. My God, so we decree over our lives, oh God. According to the finished work of Christ, we will live a fulfilled and satisfactory life in all dimension of our lives in the name of Jesus. My God, we want to thank you, my God. That irrespective of the lives of the enemy but for Jesus irrespective of what the enemy may say but for Jesus my God we want to thank you tonight oh God that Jesus is the story of our life Jesus is the end of our life Jesus is all in between and so we look unto him oh God because through him we are more than conqueror through him we are overcomers already thank you my God that is why tonight oh God we believe you said we have overcome already by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony Thank you, my God, for our testimony is the testimony of Jesus. And the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so we speak over our lives, O God, tonight. That Lord God Almighty, all that you have spoken concerning us, it will come to pass. We will experience your goodness in every dimension. Because Christ has given it to us already. We draw from that finished work of Christ. We claim from that finished work of Christ. We declare, Lord, it becomes the reality of our lives, O God. In the name of Jesus. That Lord in every aspect that we are looking unto you we decree and we declare tonight oh God. Every one of them will come to pass in the name of Jesus. We give you the praise tonight oh God. We give you the glory tonight oh God. We bless your name tonight oh God. For Father we stand on the ground of Jesus. The ground of Jesus is the fulfillment of promises already. And so we are convinced oh God that the message that you have given us oh God is a message that brings solution to our community. Solution to our family solution to everything that concerns us oh lord in the name of jesus we give you praise tonight spirit of the living god help us to walk conscious 
of this truth in our lives in the name of Jesus. That our thoughts will not be carried away, oh God. But Lord, it will be centered on you. For you said we should think on these things. The things that be of virtue, that be of good repose, that are praiseworthy. My God, we make a choice tonight, oh God. To think on these things, Father God. That Lord God Almighty, our environment may be yielded, oh God. To the word that we speak, Father. In the name of Jesus. Grant us strength, oh God, from our inner man. That will not lose, oh God, hope. That will not lose strength, oh God. And on a daily basis, Father in the name of Jesus. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. In the name of Jesus. Our Father, I want to thank you tonight. We give you praise. We give you glory. We thank you. This is the one conviction that we carry. That we are children of the Most High God. You said, how many of you would your children ask for you bread and you give them stone? How many of you would they ask for fish and you give them a serpent? My God, it is on the strength of your love that we live our life on a daily basis. It is said of your love, what can separate us from it? Shall tribulation, shall peril, shall death, shall things present or to come. Can any of these things separate us? Your word declares no. It says, for we are more than conqueror through him that loved us. Father, this we are convinced of, that all things are working together for our good. Our, our prayer, O oh God, is open our eyes that we may see beyond the issues. For Lord, we recognize that the issues of life are there sometimes to derail. But Lord, our prayer this day Grant us the grace to stay persuaded of the message. To stay confident of the message. That he that has promised is able to fulfill. Because you are not a man that you would lie. Neither are you the son of man that you would repent. You said, have I said it, will I not do it? Have I promised it, will I not make it good? For Father, we recall, almighty God, even in scripture, when Balaam was asked by Balak to cross the children of Israel, even though they were not aware of it, you behind their back stood true to your word and your message. Father, this is the conviction that we have. That Lord, even when we are not seen, even when we cannot hear. This we know, oh God. You are the one, oh God, that continues to fight our battle. Therefore we are convinced we will succeed. We are convinced we overcome. We are convinced we are the head. We are convinced we are not the tail. We are convinced we are sowing higher. We are convinced we are blessed. We are convinced we are satisfied. We are convinced we will live a fulfilled life. Thank you. For no greater love hath a man than for he to lay his life. You laid your life so that our life becomes effortless. So that we can live a life in Christ. Help us, O oh God. Grant us the strength, the grace to live a daily life of victory. For you're the one that says you cause us to triumph daily. Father, may this word be the reality of our life on a daily basis. That we are taken perpetually from one level of triumph to another in the name of Jesus. Father, therefore, we prophesy this year 
the Lord this year, like we have prophesied in the beginning, will be like no other year. There are surprises that are waiting us. There are turns for glory. There are steps for greater heights. In the name of Jesus, the Lord, the things that used to defeat us will no longer defeat us because we are convinced of the message we carry, which is the message of Christ. Thank you, my God. And so we declare over our lives, oh God, that after all has been said and done, it will be written of us like it was written of Abraham. We lived a fulfilled and satisfying life. Our family lives a fulfilled and satisfying life. Our children live a fulfilled and satisfying life. To the glory and to the praise of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.